The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Echet Yebamot has been dedicated and sponsored by our dear friend, Mr. Isaac Jamal and his wife, in honor of his uh, family and Hatzlacha, Varvacha, Bechol Maasiyadav, maybe Zocheh. To raise his children in the ways of the Torah, they should give him much nachat. He should have many more children with health and happiness. And he should have kol mikol kol him and his entire family. Amen. Daf Kof Yud Tet. Today's daf is being studied in the Shmat Avraham Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tzimaynu Began Aiden. Amen. Today's daf is being studied in Fu Ashlema. Sarah Bat Rachel. In Narefanana, in Narefanana, in Narefanana, for the Lemus to Taguf, for Taki Rabbah Bechelian Sober Oman, Amen. Amen. We begin today's daf with the new Perek, Perek Shisha Asar, right at the top line, starting with the new Mishnah. Aisha Shehalak Baala Betsarata Lemedina Tayam. So what happened? You have a lady and her husband. Her husband and her co-wife went to Medina Tayyam. Okay, so you have a lady that her husband and her co-wife went overseas. Uba'u, and they came, and they told her, met ba'alich. So they told her that her husband died. So the Mishnah's deen is, lo tenaseh velo tityabim. She's not allowed to get married to the shuk, nor is she allowed to fulfill the mitzvah of yibum, until she clarifies Shema Me'uberet Hi Tzarata Maybe the Tzara that went overseas got pregnant And therefore if she gets pregnant So now there is no Deen of uh, Yibum Because that means her husband had children Now of course the uh, law of Yibum only would be Not until she gives birth the pregnancy alone does not put Teddy Boom, so she would have to wait. The Gemara will say a certain minimum amount of time to give the chance for the child to be born. So therefore she cannot make a Yiboom uh, uh, at the time yet, because if she's going to make Yiboom, it's a problem of Eshet Achotishto. So therefore she cannot make Yibuya, but she cannot yet get married. Now, when she left, she left without children. Okay, so the Hazakah over here was that there was really supposed to be a Yibum, because there was no children. But it says, Velo because we're concerned that maybe the tzara overseas gave birth. Why can't she get married? Let us just make a halitza and a manachach. If there was a child, so the halitza got her off the hook. If there was no child, so she the halitza nothing was matter. She could marry to the shuk. So the gemara is going to say, why isn't halitza a uh, an option? Mishnah continues. Haita la hamot. Let's say she had a uh, mother-in-law that was Tayyam. Uh, okay. Now, the mother-in-law did not have any other children besides this lady's husband. So therefore, technically, she did not have a yibum situation because there is no paternal brother. There's nobody else. She's in the event that her husband dies, she'd be metumutar to the shuk. So what happened? Ena hosheshet. 
So the deen is the lady does not have to suspect that maybe her mother-in-law had another child overseas, and therefore now when she gets to report that her husband died, she's going to be subject to yibum. You don't have to suspect that. So that she says, Okay, she did not have a child when uh, she left. There's no, there's no yavam over here. We don't suspect that maybe she was given the Yavam, meaning maybe her mother-in-law had a child. What do you mean? When the Mishnah, we just said, maybe the Tzara, when she went overseas, had a child. Because by the Tzara, it doesn't matter what she has. Whether she has a boy or whether she has a girl, it Poter the uh, lady from Yibum. Abal Hamot, but the mother-in-law, different odds. The Ina Meyalda, that even if let's say she gives birth, Lo Zakik Laleha, Elam Ken Yalda Zachar. She has to dafka give birth to a boy, obviously for Yibum. Vechule Ailo Hashin and Shema Yalda. Because now you have to say maybe she gave birth to uh, she gave birth and uh, she has to give birth to a zakat that's less uh, odds we'll say and therefore we don't suspect it when it comes to the hamot that Sarah she has to give birth boy or girl and already there's no more yibum in the case of the hamot it's dafka a boy that we're discussing with that she can fall to yibum so we do not suspect the Gemara is going to explain now yatsta <clears throat> melea. No, let's say the mother-in-law went to Medina Tayyam Mede'ah. She was pregnant. Hosheshet. So then already, we have to be Hoshesh because already she was pregnant. So now you have to be Hoshesh that maybe the child that was born was a Zakhar. And therefore she's not going to be Mutar to the Shuk. When she gets to report that her husband died. Now she has to already make a Yibum. The Bi Yoshua Omer and a Hosheshet. The Bi Yoshua says even in that case over there, you don't have to suspect Rashi. And a Hosheshet. The Ika Lemar Shemai Pila. Because even though she was pregnant, maybe she had a miscarriage. And if you want to say she didn't have a miscarriage, maybe that the baby was a nekeba. And therefore, Rabbi Yeshua says, even in the case where the Amot went pregnant, she did not, there's no suspicion. Now the Gemara analyzes, The first case of the Mishnah, right? We had a case of a lady that went, uh, her husband and Sarah went to Medina Tayyam. Right? And they told her that uh, your husband uh, died. So we say she cannot uh, get married and she cannot make a uh, yibum. Right? Until she knows. So the Gemara's Medina, what is this? Heat Sarata. Just say, Shema Mitabiret Sarata. What is the word last word of the Mishnah? Shema Mitabiret Heat Sarata. That's the Gemara's first question. My he Sarata. You only have to suspect that what the guy this wife that he was married to. Which means, let's say you have witnesses that come back from Medina Tayyam and say, We testify this Sarah over here is not pregnant. And we do not have to suspect, well, maybe he got married to somebody else when he's in Medina Tayyam. And maybe he had a child from a different Sarah. No, that much you don't have to suspect. He Sarata. The Hashash is only on this Sarah. 
And therefore, like she says, Imbao Edim, She'en Sarata Me'ubedet, if witnesses come along and tell you this Sarah is not Me'ubedet, Ena Hosheshet, Sheme Isha Aheret Nasa, Umuteret Yabam. She does not have to, um, Bihoshesh, that let's say married uh, uh, somebody else. Which means again that she said, "In Ba'u Edim she'en Sarata Me'ubedet, the Sarah is not Me'ubedet, Ena Hosheshet, Shema Isha Aheret Nasa Umuteret, which means, um, in the case over here, you only have to worry about the actual tzara that went. And therefore, when the witnesses come along and say she's not me'obedet, so therefore she has a situation of yibum, because there's no uh, children. And therefore, uh, you don't have to worry about her. You don't have to worry about maybe there's another one that had uh, uh, married and had uh, a child. Comes the Gemara and continues... And says, So this lady over here in the interim, she cannot get married to the Shuk and she cannot make Yibum yet. So, We understand why we do not let her make a Yibum. Because maybe the Tzara that was overseas already was pregnant. Right? That's already issued the Oraita. Because in the event that she was pregnant, she's going to give birth. So there's no mitzvah yibum over here. So therefore, the yavam is going to make yisud oraita. Right. It's going to go with eshet ach shalom kom mitzvah. Ela lot amai. But why don't you allow her to get married to the shuk? Why, why should we allow her to get married to the shuk? Halach achar rov nashim. Why don't you go after the majority of ladies? Verov nashim mit abrot v'yoldot. The majority of ladies they get pregnant and they give birth. And therefore, the Chaurag, you should assume that what? Go after the Rov. Since she went overseas, Mr. Ma, she got pregnant, like the Rov. And Mr. Ma, she gave birth, doesn't matter what she gave birth to. And therefore, this lady now should be off talk, she should be miserable to get married. To the Shuk, why don't you follow a Rov? Kamara says, Lema Rabbi Meiri. Because it could be the Mishnah's family, she tells Rabbi Meir, the Hayish Lemiuta. That he goes and suspects even to the minority. Where do we see the Bimi is Hoshesh to the minority? So that she quotes the source. It's actually on Hulin Davav. That she writes Gabik Kutim. Shegazar al Kol Kutim. Mishum Otam Shematsu Demut Yonabar Girizim Mishtahavula. The Hamim made a gazer against the wine of the Kutim. Why? Because we are concerned that maybe they used it for Abu Dazarana. Even though only a mi'ut of the kutim bow down to Abu Dazarana and use the wine in the service, Hachamim Osir, all the wine. That's shitat bi mi'ir. That's hoshesh le mi'uta. Oh, so therefore, say the same thing on this. Hoshesh le mi'uta, that what? Even though the majority of the ladies get pregnant, the minority maybe doesn't. And therefore, you consider if she doesn't have a child, so she can't get married because she has to fall to Yibum. So he was as Afilu Tema Rabbanan. We can even say that our Mishnah is going like Rabbanan. Which is even though the rabbis normally go after the majority, in this case over here we're going to say they go after the minority. Why? He asked the Rabbanan Batar Ruba, when did the rabbis go after the majority? That's only Ruba di Ita Kaman. That's only when the majority is in front of us. Kegon, Tesha, Hanoyot. You have nine stores. Right? Nine stores cashier, one store taref. And you have a piece of meat in front of one of the stores. So that's in front of us. We see the nine stores and the piece of meat. Therefore, you'll say it came from the nine stores. The senedre. Or let's say you have a vote in the senedre. You have, let's say, 23 rabbis sitting on the senedre. So you have, let's say, a 12-11 vote. So therefore, that's already a rov. You have it in front of you. Aval ruba deleta kaman lo azle rabbanan. 
But this rov over here, in our case, is a rov deleta kaman. It's not in front of us. Which means we have this lady over here in uh, Medinat Ayam. So now we want to know, rov mitabrot or not? Then you don't go with rov. That's not a rov that's in front of us. You just send it in vote. You have a 12 against 11. That's when we count, count them up. You have rov. The stores, the nine stores and the one store, nine kashir, one side, if the meat is in front of us, you go after rov. But the rabbis are going to say, you don't go after the rov when it's not in front of us. And therefore, you're going to have to be a horchist. Maybe she did not give birth. And therefore, she is subject to yibum. And therefore, she cannot go and marry Tereshu Kashi. The letter command, Kigonacha. Like over here in our case of the lady, the nizil batar rov nashim sheba olam. Right, you're going after rov nashim sheba olam. Well, rov nashim sheba olam is not in front of us. So therefore you don't go after such a rov. So the mishnah can even be according to shitat hachamim. Uh, the Gemara says, Bare katan ve-katana. What do you mean? We have a story of a katan and a katana. Deruba deleta kamani. It's going to be a case which we're going to see now of a rov that's not in front of us. Then we still see the rabbis going after the rov. Tanya, we have a brighter katan uktana. When it comes to a katan uktana, lo holtsin velo miyabimim. Which means they do not make a halitza, nor do we allow them to make a yibum. So the Gemara says, That's the opinion of Rabbi Meir. So they told Rabbi Meir, right, We understand why you cannot make a halitza to a katan. Why? Because in the pasuk of halitza, the Torah says, Ish. Right? And we have a case between Ish to Isha. And therefore, we know that the katan and katana are not subject to the law of halitza. No problem. But what's the problem? Why don't you allow them to make a yibum? So comes Gemara says, Amad lehem, to the bimi'ir says, Katan, Shemiyimsa saris. Because we're worried that katan, maybe when he grows up, he's going to end up becoming a saris, meaning he's not going to be able to have children. And therefore, the yibum that he made was not really yibum, because the saris is patut from yibum. So you have to, it's a risk. You have to be a that maybe he's going to grow up to become a saris. Furthermore, Ketana, Shema Timsa, Ailonit. And then she might go up to become an Ailonit, also not able to bear children. Vinimsa, Pogim, Be'arva. That was Pogim, Be'arva. Because, Shetah, you really weren't allowed to make a Yibum, not with a Saris or a Ailonit. The Rabbanan Savri, the rabbi said, no. Zil, Batar, Ruba, the Ketanim. Go after the majority of Ketanim. Verov Ketanim, Lav Sirisininu. The majority of Ketanim are not Sirisim. Zil batar rov ketanot. I go after the majority of ketanot. Verov ketanot. Life I don't need So you see what? That's a rov that's not in front of us. That's going rov ba'olam. The majority of ketanim in the world. And still what? The rabbis go after rov. So you can't answer me that when the rov is not in front of us, the rabbis don't go with the rov. Here's a case of a katana ketanah. The rov is not in front of us. You're going rov ketanim shiba'olam. Rov ketanot shiba'olam. And still what? They go with the rov. So therefore, you can't answer me that our Mishnah is going like Rabbanan and say that uh, they'll agree that even though rov ladies give birth, but since it's not in front of us, so therefore they're going to be just to miuta. They know. So give us Eidam Mahavrata. We got to go back to the original answer. Matnitin the bimiiri. The Mishnah has got to be the bimiir, and therefore when the lady is told that her uh, husband died, right, and the Sarah was overseas. We're not going to let her get married. 
Why? Even though Rav ladies give birth, so you should really be able to assume that the lady that Sarai gave birth, which is no, there's no Yibum, right? And if maybe she didn't give birth, if she's not going to be able to get married to the Shuk. So how did you establish the Mishnah? At least the Reshah of the Mishnah. Can it be Meir? So you said the Reshah is the Meir. There's Hoshesh too. A Mi'uta. Emma Sefa, right? I'm bringing a question from the Sefa, the Mishnah. Haita la Hamot, like she had a mother-in-law. And the mother-in-law went uh, overseas. Ena Hoshesheh, so you don't suspect that what? That she had a child. And therefore, since she did not have a child, when they told her that her husband died, there's no Yibumah, because no other, no other brother. So Gibra says, Amai, Halacha, Harov Nashim. What do you mean? Go, go, Rabbi Meir. Go after the majority of the uh, ladies. Verov Nashim Mitabirot. Now, the majority of the ladies do give birth. Viodot, right? They get pregnant, they give birth. Miut, however, the minority, Mapilot. Okay, minority um, have miscarriages. Now, Vechola Yodot, and on the side of the fact that she gives birth, Mechsa Zicharim, Umechsa Nekevot. It's 50-50, right? 50% maybe she'll have a boy, which is the problem, because now she has Yibum, or 50% she has a Nekevot. Now, Smoch Mi'utad Mapilot. Now, add the odds of miscarriage, Lemechsa Nekevot, to the fact that you could also, she could have a Nekevot, and that puts Zecharim in the minority. Da'avudu Zecharim Mi'utad. And therefore what? You're going to have now, the Zecharim are going to be in the Mi'ut. Right? Because again, you have the fact, number one, she could have gave birth to a girl. Add that to the fact that she could also could have had a miscarriage. So it's like uh, two sides against one side. And therefore, what? The, the odds are what? That uh, she um, she's not going to have. Right? So the Gemara says, And therefore, what? Vidihush. And therefore, what? We should be... We should suspect, which means we should suspect that what to the miut according to the miir, and therefore I'll say what maybe she gave birth to a zakhar because it could be he's hoshesh to miut, even though zakharim is in the miut, but doesn't it be miut hoshesh to miut, and therefore if she had a child she won't be permissible to go to the shuk because the mother now has a, another son and therefore she's subject to yibum. You understand? We uh, we established methodically that having a boy is a miut, right? But it means Hoshesh to Mi'ut. So if you Hoshesh to the Mi'ut, how can you tell me in the Mishnah, Eh no Hoshesh, we're not Hoshesh, therefore we're not going to get married to the Shuk. What do you mean we should be Hoshesh? Aye, but even having a boy is in the minority, so what? It means Hoshesh to Mi'ut. Understand the question? So comes to Gabriel and says, Vilihush, question mark, we should suspect, meaning we shouldn't allow her to get married, she should be subject now to, uh, uh, you know, she fall to the Avam at least. So comes to Gabriel and says, Dilma Kevan de Ezekale Shuk lo Hayish. We have a Hazaka over here. Before the mother in law went away, this lady over here had a Hazaka. Her status was she's Mutal le Shuk. In the sense that what? There was no other brother. There was only a husband. Hazaka was, the, we know the mother in law does not have another child. So before the mother in law went away, you have a Hazaka. So the Gibran is assuming when you have a Hazaka, the Hazaka is going to be stronger. Because we Hoshesh to a Mi'ut. But when there's a Hazakah, Hazakah is telling us over here what? There was no other brother. So then the Hazakah is going to override. Because oh, you go with Hazakah. Resha, go back to the Resha. De'ezak li'yibum te'yabim. 
which means in the Resha, before the Tzara went away, there was no children. So if the Hazaka was what? That she falls to, you boom. So therefore, you should also say what? If you can go with the, the Hazaka is stronger, so then we should say she should make a Yibum. What did we say in the, in, in the Mishnah? We said in the Mishnah that we hoshesh to the Mi'ud that maybe, according to the Mi'ir, what was the deen in the uh, Mishnah? Right, that was the case of Tzarata, went to Medatayam, and they told Medbalich, no, no, we said, Lot to Nasev, Lot to Tiabim. Right, why can't she uh, get married? Because maybe this Sarah uh, over here right, had a uh, child, right, and she gave uh, birth. So we had a question of the Gebarah just reviewing. The Gebarah's question was, ah. Why? Why are you are you telling me that what that she cannot get married and she cannot make a yibum? Why don't you say she should be able to mutat to the shuk? The Bible says no, we're not going to make matira to the shuk. Why? Even though the chaurah rov give birth, right? Rov give birth, and therefore she should be permissible to make a to go to the shuk. If rov give birth, mm-hmm. rov give birth, that means that Sarah gave birth. Correct? That she should be permissible to go to the shuk. But the Mimi doesn't say that. The Mimi says we're going to go to the Mi'ut. And if she can go to the Mi'ut, we're not going to let her get married. Good. So the Gemara is asking, what are you talking about? The Chaurah, why should you have a Hazakah? What was the Hazakah? The Hazakah before uh, the Tzara left, the Ihzak Yibum. She was Muhzakah to make a Yibum. So of course she should be able to make a Yibum. Just like in the Sefa, you tell me you go with a Hazakah against the Mi'ut. So the Hazakah the Risha was the Tzara left without children. She is without children, what's the deen? This lady over here now is subject to Yibum. Aye, you're right, you have a, uh, a, a, a mi'ut. But so, so what? We should say that, what? You should be able to make a Yibum. So the Yibum says, Amar of Nachman, Amar of Babar Abu. Hey, there's a, a big difference. Resha di isur karet hasheshu. In the Resha, if we're wrong, you have a situation of isur karet. Which means, if let's say the uh, Tzara had a child, so now she's going to go with the brother, that's already Yisur Eshet'ah, that's already Yisur Karet, so therefore we're going to be Hoshesh, we're not going to let her make a Yibum in the Risha. But we're not going to go with the Hazakah in the Risha. Because if you go with the Hazakah, it's possibly going to make Yisur Karet. However, Sefa, the Yisur Lav, lo Hashishu. In the Sefa, what's the Yisur? You're going to let her go to the Shuk. Well, she might have a Yabam that was born. The worst thing she could have done is Yisulav. Because when you have to go to Yibum and you go to the Shuk, that's already uh, Yisulav. Right? So therefore, we can be lenient. So what are you talking about? Amarava Mehdi. Hade Oraita. Dade Oraita. Mali Yisul Karet. Mali Yisulav. Which means, when it comes to Yisul Oraitas, Yisul Oraita, you have to be Mahmi with them. Since when all of a sudden we're going to be Mekel, oh, it's only Yisulav. So uh, we'll be mekel by the Hamad. But the Yisud so Karet, we're going to be Mahmir. Which when it comes to Yisud Oraita, we should be Mahmir in both cases. So together, the Gemara's question is again, how can it be Mi'ir? Who is Hoshesh to a... Mi'ut. So you tell me in the Sefa by the mother-in-law that what? He should be Hoshesh to the Mi'ut. And then what's the Mi'ut? Mi'ut is that what? She gave birth to a Zakat by the mother-in-law, right? And therefore she shouldn't be allowed to go to the Shuk. What are you holding? How can you say that? So he says, Ela Marava. Resha Hazaka Liyibum. Okay, what was the Hazaka and the Resha? 
Yibum, right? Because the tzara went out, there was no children. So therefore, the hazaka was she can make a yibum. leshuk. Now, why is it ruba uh, leshuk? Because the majority to the shuk, because the majority of the ladies give birth. Correct? Ruba she should be permissible to marry to the shuk because the majority of ladies give birth. So you're dealing with a hazaka on one side and the rope on the other side. When she left, what was the status? Hazakah now, she should be making yibum, because there's no children. That's what Hazakah tells us, yes? Before the tzara left, there was no children. No children. So Hazakah yibum, good. Rov, once she leaves, you got a Rov now, that Rov, she gave birth, and then Rov will tell me that why she should go to the shuk. So Gemara says, Mesha, Hazakah liyibum, Zerubah lishuk, now, the Hazakah lo adif kirubah, Normally a rov is stronger than a hazaka. And therefore, since the rov says that she had uh, children, so therefore she should be really permissible to the shuk against the hazaka. Now, the miuta de mapilot. But we have a miut that what some ladies do have miscarriages. Okay, so even on the rov, what happens? We, we, we minimize our rov. We just chipped away from the rov because there's some ladies that have a miscarriage. And therefore, Simuk la hazaka. So you put that on the side of hazaka, so you just built up your hazaka. And therefore, va'avile palga o palga. So now it's 50 50. Understand what we just did? Which is normally we say, what? The rov is stronger than the hazaka. But in this case, what's the rov? The rov tells her, mutar, mutar nashuk. But Hazaka says, you're not Mutal Ashuk. But you know what? Break the rov down a little. Because on the side, what's the rov say? She gave birth. But there's a chance that what she might have uh, had a miscarriage. Oh, she had a miscarriage. That strengthens the Hazaka. So therefore, now already by using the mi'ut, exactly, it balances out the rov and the Hazaka. So it's 50 50. So therefore, Lotanaseh, Lotanachabim. So therefore, we have a Safek over here. So I don't know what to do. I'm not going to let her get married. Right? But on the other side, I cannot make a, let her make a yiboom. I can't make her make a yiboom because maybe she had a child. I can't let her get married because maybe uh, she didn't. And she's not mutal as 50-50, so therefore you have to be choshesh. Uh, oh, sefa. Now we go to the sefa. And, and, and that's what? That's what it means mean, you choshesh to mi'ut. That's not what it means is using the mi'ut over here. He's using the mi'ut of mapilot to add it to the hazakah, to make it 50-50, therefore you can't not get married, you cannot make a... Yibum. Let's turn out which is the mi'ut. Oh, what about the sefa? So you want Sefa hazaka leshuk. Alright? Which is before the mother-in-law left, hazaka There was no other brother. Right? And the rov is also tereshuk. Why is the rov uh, tereshuk? Right. So the reason why he says rov is to the shuk is because... Even if you want to say Rov Nashim mit Abirot, right? And they're going to give birth. Who, first of all, it's not a Rov because, right, she has to give birth to a Zachar and Ben Kayama. So therefore, that's already a Mi'ut on the Zachar. Because could be she gave birth to a, maybe she had a miscarriage. And even if you want to say that she didn't have a miscarriage, could be she gave birth to a Nekeba. So therefore the Zikharim is already in the minority. minority. So therefore it says, 
the Avrot, the Hazaka and the Rov are, are, are the same over here. Hazaka says she's muteret leshuk. Rov is also going to say she's muteret leshuk. Because the only way she falls to Yibum is if it's a boy. Okay? But the Rov is not going to be a boy. Rov can be a, it can be either a miscarriage or a girl. Oh, va'avid is zikharim mi'uta. So the zikharim is in the minority. Now, that's not a minority. It's mi'uta de mi'uta. It's the minority in the minority, because already, Rov is already the minority here. Because you have Hazaka in a Rov, right? So we always know that the Hazaka is stronger than the Rov. So now, you're adding this Mi'uta, this uh, Mi'ut Zikharim. Again, you have, I'm sorry, you have a Rov, and you have a Hazaka. In this case, both the Rov and the Hazaka are going the same direction. The Hazaka is saying that wow, she's muteret leshuk. The Rov is coming along and saying that she's muteret leshuk. You have a mi'udavi that says what? That maybe there was a uh, sad to say that there was a zakah. So that's already called not a mi'uta. The Gemara is called a mi'uta, the mi'uta. That's already a strong uh, minority, and therefore u mi'uta the mi'uta lo haish lebimir. Which is the bimir is chosheh to a regular mi'uta, but a mi'uta, the mi'uta, no. Let's read Rashi now. Look at Rashi Sefa. Sefa hazaka leshuk. Share belo yabam aita tehilak shiyatsta. Good. When the mother-in-law left, there was no other yabam, so therefore she was muteret leshuk. Veruba leshuk diin amen itabera, because even if let's say itabera hamota shema nikeba haita. Or nefil, right? Could have been uh, give birth to a girl or a nefil. The rov ubarim nefalim v'nekevot, right? On the rov, it's either a nefil or a nekevot. Kedamrina ne'ayel the mechsa the valdek kaimen nekevot. So I have the miut of nefil. Nefil is a miscarriage. So comes the Rashi and says, "Have you okay? Umiut ubarim nefalim. Good. So you have a miut of the nefalim is." Mute of the Omarim is the Fadim. Fabi Zikharim de Kaima Miuta Legabe Veladot. Vahachen Name Ika Hazaka Lerov, which means now you have a Hazaka Lerov, de Mara Namela Hazusa de Miuta de Zikharim, Havidu Miuta de Miuta. What Rashi is saying over here, what's the Pshar in the Miuta de Miuta? Again, you have Rov uh, Nashimovid, they're going to give birth. What are they going to give birth to? They're going to give birth to a Nikeba, that's 50% right there. And then you also have Mi'ut that they're going to give birth to a, it's going to be a miscarriage. So the side of Nikebot and Nefalim is the majority against the minority of Zikharim. Okay, so that's the, obviously the Mi'uta. So you have a Mi'ut against the Rov. Now here also you have a Mi'ut against the Hazaka. Because the Hazaka, this lady went, the mother-in-law went, she had no children. So the Hazaka is that what? That this uh, lady be permissible to the shuk. Now you want to have, you have a mi'ut against that she gave birth to a zakar. She's not going to be permissible to the shuk. So the mi'ut is against a hazaka as well. So we have a mi'ut that goes against the law. The mi'ut that goes against the hazaka. So even the bimi'ir will say that's a mi'uta, the mi'uta, and therefore will not be hoshesh, and therefore it's permissible for this lady to go get married to the shuk. Whereas in the resha, it was only considered a mi'uta, which is you had 50% hazaka that said what? There was no child. That's already, she's subject to yibum. 50% you want to say what? That she had a uh, a child, and therefore what? She's subject to uh, yibum. Oh, but you have a mi'ut, right? And therefore rov is usually stronger than hazaka. So therefore, if you say Rov, so therefore she's she, she, she not uh, she, she's not subject to Yibum, because Rov have a 
child. But there's a mi'ut that says what? That maybe the child was a uh, um, a miscarriage. And therefore you have to put that mi'ut to the side of the hazaka. That makes it 50-50. Good reshah, we call it a mi'ut. Sefah, we call it a mi'utah. The mi'utah comes together and continues. Good. What was the first deen in the Mishnah? She cannot get married, this lady, and she cannot make a yibum. Let's discuss it. She cannot get married to the shoe because maybe the tzara had a baby. She cannot make a yibum. Again, she cannot get married to the shuk. Maybe the tzara did not have a baby. Did not have a baby. And therefore she's not muteret the shuk. Uh, she cannot make a yibum because on the side that she had a baby, so now of course I can make yibum. You have a problem of ishit ah. Good. So the Gemara says ulam, which means how long? How, how long is she forbidden to, that she's not be able to uh, get married? Which means the problem is that you're worried that maybe the tsara had a baby, okay, and therefore she's zikuka to yibum. So why don't you just say, make a halitza immediately, mimanafshach. Halitza would solve this problem of here. Meaning, if she had a baby, so therefore there is a, a, a um, there's, no, there's, there's no issues over here, so the halitza is uh, nothing. It's worthless. If there was no baby, good, so you need a halitza to break the uh, zika, so you made a halitza, which means, why are you putting her in limbo and saying, no you boom, no marriage? Halitza lechaudam is safik, should solve this whole dilemma. That's the last question. Ulaam? But just to remain in this status forever? So comes the Gemara and says, look at that she. Ulaam, bitmiha. Tahlots min manafshach. Let her make a halitza min manafshach. Vitinase lashuk. Halitza will solve all our problems over here. You have a safik. You don't know if she had a child or not. Let this lady. Go to one of the husband's brothers, let her receive a halitza. Automatically, she's permissible. If she needed to make a, a yibum, if there was a zika over here, the halitza broke. If there was no, if there was no zika, so the halitza was worthless, she didn't need it. Mm-hmm. Then let her go get married right away. You can't just say she's pregnant. It'll be nine months at the most. Oh, so three right. months if she's not pregnant. So, 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 it didn't mean uh, forever. It says, which is from our standpoint, she has to wait the normal three months. Always. Whenever they come and tell her, let's say, she has to wait just to make sure that she wasn't pregnant, right? So therefore there's no confusion of who the child is if she's going to get married to a second, uh, second room. So therefore, in order to, to her standpoint, she's got to wait three months. And for the tzara, the most she would have to wait is what? Nine months. Now, what's the concern of nine months? Because like this. The only way a child is poter from Yibun is when he's born. Okay, therefore, now, to make a halitza before the child is born is not going to be good. Because halitza only works where you were able to make Yibun. And then since you cannot make Yibun until the child is actually born, so that you'd have to wait a minimum nine months. Now, now you can say the Maman Afshach. Once nine months, if she was pregnant, she gave birth. Okay? So on the side that uh, she gave birth, so therefore there was no uh, Yibum necessary. So the Khalid said that you're making is just an uh, empty ceremony. Fine. 
Oh, on the side that she did not, uh, and, and you have to wait till she gives birth to Potir. Because the, only the child, when, when he comes out, is Potir. But she, if, she, if, she, if uh, she didn't give birth after nine months, good. So then you have, to, you have a situation of Halitza. Look at Rashi. Rashi says, La'atzma shilosha. Which means for our own uh, sake, right. Now as she's pointing out over here, the three, the three month rule should not apply over here. Because what's the whole uh, hashash? That she was with her husband, right? And she was she got pregnant from her husband. Here we know the husband was already in Medinat Hayam. And therefore, no, that Sarah and the husband are in Medinat Hayam. She's home. So therefore, what's, what's the suspicion over here? So that she said, doesn't matter. Which means, when they said this three-month rule, it applies to everybody. Even old ladies, even Ailunit that can't give birth, which is low pilug. The rabbis made the law of three months, therefore it's going to apply even in the case where their husband was in Midrat Ayan, she, and there was no suspicion they were together, they still have to wait the three-month rule. Good. Because if you can make a halitza within nine months, not going to help you. Why? Because maybe she is pregnant, he, and maybe the child is going to come out alive. Halitza is not poteret in this case. In that case, the baby is going to be poter. And therefore, you have to wait until the baby is born. The baby's got to come out. So therefore, the Gemara is really admitting it's not the olam. The maximum you got to wait is a nine-month period to make a halitza, and everything is okay. Good, that's the answer of Zaidi. Again, from her standpoint, she's got to wait the three months. It's really the olam, which means you're concerned that maybe she gave birth. And therefore you have to be mevaneret according to Rav Halina, which means you have to know Rashi. Lahaveta leolam b'shvil haverta sericha lamtinum ad sheteda. You got to know. Im yesh la valad, im lo. Does she have a baby or not? So the Gemara says, what are you talking? V'tachlots mimanavshach. You have to know. Just wait, wait the nine months like we just said, and make a halitza. What do you mean le'olam? Doesn't make sense. You have to wait le'olam. So comes the Gemara and says. The concern is like this. You gave her a halitza, let's say, after nine months. Okay, good. We have a problem now. Maybe now it's going to come, we're going to find out after that what, that the child was really born. And therefore, Sayyidim so are going to come along now and then clarify. Abutai, the Sarah really had a child, and the child was a bit coming. Therefore, this Halitza was nothing. Good? So, what's the problem? We're worried now, we might now have to make an announcement on this lady that she's muted like Kehuna. Because really, she's not a Halitza. 
Halitza normally is Asura Lekeuna. Since this Halitza was worthless, so therefore we're putting her in a situation where she's going to need an announcement, where you're going to have to go around and put up the signs and say, this lady over here is Muteret Lekeuna. So what? Make, make, make announcements. What's, what's, what's the problem? So the Gemara says, Vilitzerecha. So make an announcement. That's no problem. What are you worried about? Because we're worried that some people might have been at the Halitza ceremony and they were not at the Hakraza. Uh, they didn't hear about the announcement. What's going to happen? The Avne. Kasharu Halusalakohin. The people are gonna come along and say, look what's going on here. The rabbis are being matir, a halusat to marry a Kohen. So for this suspicion over here, the Akanim came along and said that she's Asura the Ulam. Because we're concerned what? We're concerned that maybe the child's gonna be a Ben Kayama. The Halita is not gonna be valid. You need a uh uh Cruise, and you're going to worry that what the people are not going to hear the cruise; they're just going to see the halitza. The people are going to think that you can matir a kohenet to a halitza can marry a kohen. Over here, the hashash is what that they're going to need a cruise, and therefore, since uh, we're worried that the people are not going to uh, hear the cruise, they're going to just think that you're matiring a halitza to a kohen. So, Gemara says a question. Tenan, we learned. This was an early Mishnah. We had a case where a lady went to Medina Tayyam with her husband. Okay, she went with her husband. They did not have children when uh, she left. Okay? So if they didn't have children, so therefore she was Hazakat to Yibum. Because there was no children. And what did she come along and say? Nitan li ben Medina Tayyam. She's saying, I had a child. And then she comes, Va'amra mit bini ba'kach ba'li. Then my husband, name in it. Why? Because we have a rule over here, Pesha Asada Peshetir. Which means she has a Hazakan number one that says she is subject to Yibu. She on her own testimony is oserting herself to Yibu. Pesha Asad, she's saying had a son, but the same mouth that's oserting is being Matir by saying that what? That the son died first and then the husband and therefore she is Nehmerit and therefore she can make the uh Yibu. Good. Met Bali Baharkach Beni, and that's the opposite. She had a Hazakah that there was no children, but she is subject to Yibum. She comes along and says, My husband died first, and then my son. And therefore, she's really saying, What? She's not Mechoyevet in Yibum. So, what is the deen of the Mishnah? Enan Eminet. Right? She's not believed to be poted herself from Yibum and Halitza, because she's going against the standing Hazakah. Now, why would she say such a thing? So we're Hoshesh, uh, that maybe she uh, hates the Yabam, and then she doesn't want to, you know, go with the uh, Yabam, so therefore she says a certain type of testimony that she's not going to have to go with the uh, Yabam. So comes again and says, however, but still you have to be Hoshesh to what she said, and therefore, which means, and now, her side, she says she's, 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 she's Petura. So then we have to Hoshesh to that side, and therefore, just make Halitza, don't make a. Yibum. Now we analyze. The Gemara says, "Veliush Dilma." Why you suspect that? What if you're going to let this lady make a halitza? Atu edim ve'amri amra. Maybe witnesses are going to come and confirm that she was right. That that the child died first. Sorry, the husband died first, and then the husband, and therefore, which means the 
husband and the died, and then the child, therefore she really wasn't subject to this halitza, and therefore she made a halitza for no reason, and therefore she has to make a, a cruise, and we suspect that what? Right. That the people are not going to be around uh, to hear the uh, cruise, they're going to have a problem of Kiwana. You see from this Mishnah, you're not worried about that. And therefore the Gemara says, Maybe one is going to come along and confirm that she was right, that really she is not subject to Yibum. Mm-hmm. You're going to make a need of Kiruza Kiruza, they're not going to be right. And obviously we see that Mishnah, you weren't concerned about that. Because what do we say? In that case, give her a Hadithah. Which is, uh, don't worry about uh, witnesses coming after. Right, but now you're coming along and telling me that in our Mishnah, that was the concern. Which is why, in our Mishnah, you're telling me the reason why the lady cannot make a halitza, she's a surah li'ulam, is because you're worried that what, that maybe the witness is going to come along and say that what, that Sarah really had a child, and therefore the halitza was nothing, you need to make a cruise, we're, not, we're worried about the cruise, so people are not going to hear it, therefore the matir a lady to the keuna, they're going to think that the halitza is mutal keuna, which is basically this question is why in our Mishnah, you hoshesh about the cruise factor, but in the earlier Mishnah you weren't, so the Gemara answer is very simple. Amara Papa Bigrusha. So the Papa says that the case we were talking about in the earlier Mishnah, she was divorced already. She was a divorcee. So therefore there's no problem. She's anyway Asura Lekeuna. Which is really Gemara saying normally you would have to be worried about this concern. But if she's a divorcee, so therefore everybody knows already she's not Mutal Lekeuna. So therefore the Halitza is not going to bother anybody over here. Now the answer of Hayab and Ravuna Amar. Where she comes along and says that her and her husband were in a cave together, and therefore nobody saw anything, and therefore we're not concerned about witnesses showing up after and coming home. She's coming along and saying that what? First my, um, my husband died. And then my son died, right? So she's coming along and saying that she's patur from, uh, from everything. So we say, make a halitza misafik. Because she's going against her hazaka. Oh, we said, um, how could you get going to make a halitza? Maybe uh, the witness is going to show up after. And now they're going to come along and say that they really shouldn't need the halitza. And then now you're going to have a problem with canoes. Witnesses are not showing up in this case. You know why witnesses are not showing up? Because she said we were in a cave together. It was dark, nobody saw anything, so if you're not concerned about uh, witnesses showing up, then we have no problem of kiddos. Okay, that is the, the actually the very interesting harambam, and I think it's actually the opinion of the Shohan Aruch as well, in this case, right, to quote it. The deen is like this. Halach <laughs> ba'ala which is Rambam is asking, why can't you just let her make a halitza after nine months? And she should be permissible. Um, why are you saying that she cannot get married until she knows for sure? Why does she have to know for sure? Let her just wait the nine months. Rambam writes, what's the one She im yaldat sarata. If she gave birth to sarata, had a nifterazu. Vim lo yalda, had a nechlitza. Gezera shemei. You, 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 you,
Because we're worried that maybe it's going to come revealed after the halutzah that she gave birth. Really, the halutzah really is not a halutzah. Not a halutzah. The tenasil koen ahash nechlesa v'yomara roe shelo yadab be'anim shemau shalutzah muter de koen. They're going to say what? Oh, halutzah muter de koen. They're going to, he's going to come along and say, I saw Betty was Matida a Halitza. Lefichak Rambam finishes, If she was forbidden from the Kehuna initially, for example, she is a Girusha, So therefore, right after nine months, she's permissible. People know that she's forbidden to the Kehuna, she's not going to have a suspense. So really, it's Posek like this Shita of the Gemara. Okay, let's go to the next Mishnah. Shtei Okay, what does Shtei Yibamot mean? That means you have two sister-in-laws. Okay, they're both married to uh, brothers. Right? So Shtei Yibamot, they came from Medinatayam. Zu Omeret Met Bali, Vizu Omeret Met Bali. Each one is coming along and saying that what? Their husband died. Zu asura mipne ba'ala shil zu Vizu asura mipne ba'ala shil zu Both of them are going to be forbidden to the shuk Why? Because the first lady comes along and says her husband died Good? Her husband died so she's now subject to Yibum She has to marry now her uh, brother-in-law Only problem is Her sister is coming along and saying Med ba'ali That he died She's not believed her sister-in-law. As we learned in the previous uh, pedic, that there are certain ladies that have animosity to each other. And therefore, they are not trusted to testify. One of the ladies that are not to testify is a sister-in-law cannot uh, testify that what? That uh, against our uh, Yibama, because of the Sinah factor. So therefore, look at uh, look at Ashi. Shte Yibamot. The wives of two sisters, of two brothers. Zu asura leshuk mipne baala shilzu shu yibama deshema haihu. Because maybe he's really alive. Vezikukano vafapishe ishto meret met. Even though the wife of that brother is saying he died, enan emenet ayibimta shetinase alpia. We don't believe on the gabedi yibimta to go get married. Why? Sheen yibama meidal haverta. Because we learned earlier that a Yivama cannot testify on her friend. She is Why is she testifying that? Because she doesn't want to be a co-wife. So what does she want? She wants Oseda. What's going to end up happening? She's going to go marry now uh, uh, somebody somebody else. And what's going to happen to that? The husband's going to be back. And therefore she's going to be Asura to, to everybody. So therefore she is not there In this case, they're both... Ladies are testifying that the husband dies, so it's going to oser both ladies to the respective yavams. Good? Yeah. Let's read that again inside. Shte yavamot zu omeret met bali, vizu omeret met bali. Zu asura mitne ba'ala shil zu. Vizu asura mitne ba'ala shil zu. Because maybe the husbands or the brothers are really alive, and the uh, yavama does not have a right to oser or... or, or to matir her through her testimony. Lezu edim u lezu en edim. No. Let's say to one of the uh, ladies, she has witnesses, there's nothing stronger than witnesses, witnesses that her husband died. 
the other one does not have witnesses. So the Bishnah's din is like this: the one that has witnesses asura. Why? Because she's relying, she cannot go to the shuk. Because she's relying on the lady that did not have witnesses. She's relying on the sister-in-law's testimony. A sister-in-law's testimony alone is not good enough. And therefore she would be asura the shuk. However, because she's relying on the witnesses that the other lady had to say that her husband died, therefore there's no yibum. So it, it, again, it, 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 it reverses in this case. Like that again. One lady brought witnesses that her husband died. Two sister-in-laws, right? One lady brings witnesses that her husband died. The other lady did not bring witnesses. So the lady that brings the witnesses is Asura. Because she's relying on the testimony of her sister-in-law that the husband died. We don't trust the sister-in-law to get that. Therefore, she's not mutar. Lashuk. However, the lady that did not bring the witnesses is permissible. Because she's relying on witnesses that the husband, uh, that the sister-in-law's husband died. Therefore, there's no Yibu. Therefore, she's uh, permissible to the shuk. Which means, it's just the one that brought the witnesses is Matir, the other lady. Okay, that's the point. And the one that doesn't have the witnesses, obviously is not, uh, is, is Mutar based on the, uh, the witnesses of the other one. Comes the Gemara, the Mishnah continues, next case. Lezu Banim, Lezu and Banim. There's no witnesses over here, okay? One of them has children, and one of them does not have children. Okay? Lezu banim, lezu en banim. yesh la banim. Right, the one that has children, muteret. Which means she's saying what? That her husband died. Okay? Now she has children. And since she has children, she's muteret to the shuk because there's no situation of yibum. It's a regular case. However, la banim asura. Because she is subject to yibum. And you don't believe the sister that said her husband died, they got this lady over here, because she's not ne'emenet, therefore she's asura, to the shuk. She doesn't have children, so therefore she is in the perashav yibum, but we don't trust the sister's testimony, because she's uh, not believed, so therefore, the one that has banim is mutala shuk, the one that does not have banim is asura la shuk. Okay, last case in the Mishnah. The Mishnah continues, What's the case? So that she says, Which means you had a situation over here of two ladies that fell to Yibum. How did they fall to Yibum? She came along and testified why her husband died. We believe her herself. And therefore she went and she fulfilled the mitzvah of Yibum. So it says, In this case of it, you don't need the testimony of her um, sister-in-law. In this case of it, she can make Yibum based on her own testimony. So that she says, that's going back on the beginning of the Mishnah, which means there was no witnesses over here, and she doesn't have children, and therefore the hadush of the uh, cases over here is based on her own testimony she can make, yibum. Now what happened? Now let's say the, the ones that they made yabam with died. So now it says they're going to be forbidden to get married. Why? Lashuk. Because maybe there's another brother alive. Because that which we believe the lady to say, that's only for herself. But it's not like a bear, uh, the, the, the tzara. 
And therefore, we have to choshes that maybe the other brother really did not die, and therefore it's not going to be permissible to the shuk, because the Yibama has to fulfill Yibum. So therefore, Hashem ma'adayin im she says, ma'afapishin ashushtem li'ibamim, even though they got married themselves to the Yibamim, ba'askachim, and the other husband died, it's l'atzmam ne'emanot. They believe they can be themselves, ma'lachshad, k'shir atzul la'shuk, but now you're going to take them to the shuk, t'mshadutashazum u'ilazu. Now it's going to say what? That the testimony is going to work for their tzara. Then Yibamot Meidot Zu'azu. We know that Yibamot cannot testify for each other. The Mishnah concludes and says, They come along and say, Once already you give them a hazakah, they can get married, because they got married to the Yavam based on that testimony. So therefore, we do not have to suspect, because they themselves use that testimony to get married. And therefore, once they use it for themselves, then it can be believed for somebody else. Comes the Gemara and says, is Tana. The Gemara just introduces one more case that the Mishnah did not bring. What's the case of the Mishnah? You have two ladies that are married to two brothers. Okay, and they came back from Medina Tayam. They come along and say, this, Lizu Edim Ubanim. Uh, one of the ladies, she has witnesses what? That her husband died. And she also has children. Okay? Lizu, Lo Edim, Banim. And the other one, she doesn't have witnesses that her husband died. They know about him, she does not have children. So the deed is mutarot. Both of them are going to be permissible to the shuk. Let's speak it out. Why? The one that has children, of course she's permissible to the shuk. Because uh, she's uh, mutar, because she has children. And the other lady's mutar, because her sister has witnesses. Since she has witnesses that her husband died, so therefore there's no more brothers, therefore it's permissible mm-hmm. to the Shukh Bimanafshah. Baruch Adwali Ulam. Amen. Amen.